Welcome to Local Good Food and Wine. This is the podcast where I throw a bunch of ingredients together. Voices, sounds, personalities, trending topics in food, wine, agriculture, and food technology to serve you up a delicious show. I'm Paige Donner, producer and creator of this homegrown broadcast coming to you direct from Paris, France. Find us on Twitter at LocalFoodWine, on the web at LocalFood.Wine, and of course, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Episode 69, Local Good Food and Wine. Bored and Hungry and Food Fighters Universe, NFTs Meet Food. So, It's been about a year since I did my first deep dive into NFTs. It all began about a year before that when I started reading about NFTs, Web3, and ownership of digital assets. As a creator, my first response was it was too good to be true, and that it, like tulip mania, wouldn't last. But fast forward two years to today, and I'm now the proud creator of the start of my own NFT collection called Astro Athletes. My collection has nothing to do with food, at least for now, so I decided to turn my focus for this podcast episode to a superhuman entrepreneur named Andy Nien. He's doing a ton of stuff with NFTs in the food space. So this episode 69 of Local Good Food and Wine is all about Andy's Long Beach, California restaurant called Bored and Hungry, named after the bored ape he collected not too long before opening the restaurant. And he also shares with us a bit about his new food-inspired NFT collection called Food Fighters Universe, launched with the mission to help support restaurateurs looking to set up their own shops. Links to Andy's Twitter and NFT collections are in the show notes at localfood.wine. Before I roll tape on the interview with Andy Nien, however, I'd like to first highlight some food tech statistics from the food startup space, just in case any of you listeners have an entrepreneurial bent. This is from AngelList. It notes that 2021 saw a whopping $40 billion in food tech investment by VCs. Restaurant tech. Online grocery and other digital first providers are attracting record fundraising. Chipotle recently launched a $50 million venture fund for early-stage food tech startups that it hopes will revolutionize restaurants. In New York City, Pepper raised a $16 million Series A for its digital operating system built for restaurants, grocers, and other food distributors. Two of Pepper's founders started Uber Eats. San Francisco-based Cheetah helps grocers avoid getting forked over by distributors with next-day shipping of food and supplies. Arizona's Menu Labs helps restaurants grow by offering commission-free delivery, along with curbside, takeout, and tableside ordering with digital menus. Now for robotic kitchens. A national labor shortage is making kitchen robots welcome news to restaurants. San Jose-based Hyphen raised a $24 million Series A led by Tiger Global for its industrial food production line called the Make Line, capable of making 350 meals in an hour. The Make Line incorporates human 
and robot labor and uses AI-based vision to monitor for quality and accuracy down to the gram. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania-based Agate uses AI and computer vision to help restaurants confirm order accuracy. Meanwhile, in Bengaluru, India, Euphotic Labs wants to put an autonomous cooking robot in your home kitchen. Now for alt proteins. The market for plant-based protein and cell-cultured meat, also called cultivated or lab-grown meat, is exploding thanks to trends like the growth of vegan populations. Atlanta-based Tomorrow Farms raised $8.5 million in seed funding to partner with deep tech food companies to build retail-ready, animal-free brands and products. And for the pet lovers out there, San Francisco-based MyPaco is bringing plant-based meat to the pet aisle. Okay, now let's talk with Andy Nguyen of Long Beach's Bored and Hungry and Food Fighters Universe NFT collection. You're listening to season eight of Local Good Food and Wine with host and producer Paige Donner. Hey, so Andy Nguyen, thank you so much for coming on to Local Good Food and Wine podcast today. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show and to meet you, actually. This is this is big for me. Um, can you tell us, before we jump into your uh, bored and hungry uh, restaurant concept, can you tell us just like a little bit about yourself and uh, are you a native Los Angelino? I know you're based in Long Beach right now. Yeah, um, uh, I am born and raised in Orange County, which is about uh, 15 minutes away from Long Beach. I grew up in uh, that area my entire life. Um, I have been in the restaurant industry for the past eight and a half years now. Uh, previously, I came from the apparel industry. I had a streetwear brand for seven years, uh, and I've built a lot of uh, everything that I know now from there, those foundations of um, branding, marketing, uh, community building, storytelling, uh, logistics, management, uh, everything to jumping into the food industry. And my success in the food industry came from applying all that lifestyle elements of clothing that, that no one was doing in, in food. Um, and that just took off with my first concept, which is called After's Ice Cream. Uh, over the past eight and a half years, that brand has grown to over 27 locations mostly in Southern California, one Las Vegas. And since then, I've built another, I think, 15 plus different brands in over 70 locations throughout the, mostly the U.S. Oh, wow, that's impressive. Okay, so this is so much deeper than you getting, um, you picking up a board ape uh, and opening up a restaurant around it. You, you're actually really entrenched in the whole storytelling, branding, uh, creating, uh, um, huge awareness around that absolutely yeah yeah i've been uh, you know I've, I've worked with a lot of intellectual properties for brand collaborations so if, uh, if you ever get a chance to see my past work we've done collaborations with hello kitty i've worked with uh, cartoons like rick and morty the fast and the furious franchise like the list kind of goes on of the brands we've collaborated with so it gave me a good understanding of how i wanted to take these when we went with the work yeah okay all right so uh your the picture of you with gary v uh, visiting your restaurant popped up on my twitter feed the other day and so i was i was really thrilled to see that um how did you did you buy a board ape with 
given this background now that um, you informed us of, did you buy a board ape with the intent to maybe kind of commercialize around it? Because I know that, you know, the CCO license came with that, which was pretty groundbreaking at the time. Um, that Creative Commons uh, Zero, which allows you to uh, commercialize the IP. Or is it something that just sort of organically happened after you bought the ape and you became part of the community? How, how did that? How did that? How did that evolution play out? Yeah. So, so late last year, I you know I've, I've heard about this NFT thing for the last two years. You know, like in one year out the other, I have so much going on with my restaurants and, and you know and being a dad and with two kids. So. There was a lot going on in my life, so it, it just it just went like I said one one year went out the other. But I saw a lot of changes in my industry of food and beverage, with you know in, out here in California, rising food costs, minimum wage increasing, um, the service no one wants to work in the industry, so it was, it was becoming tough. It was like grim, and as I was, I was picturing my future five years down the line, I couldn't see myself in the food industry and was going to continue like this, and. You know, as I started talking about different ideas and what I wanted to do with my friends, my buddy was like, hey, you know, you can accomplish what you want to do with through NFTs. And I was like, what are you talking about? So, so I started, I went down this, you know, rabbit hole of learning about the NFT community and what was going on with the pro projects and products and Web3. And it totally opened my mind. I was like, oh my God, this is, you know, this, this, there's a lot of community building, brand building, a lot of things that I've already been doing for the past 20 years. But this just in the digital space, and I was like, "Oh my God, I, I, I gotta be in, I gotta get in this." But I also learned, you know, the community is also very sensitive. There's a lot of gatekeepers because there's so much money involved, right? So it's a, it's, a, it's just like it's a it's a scary place to be in at the same time. So I came up with this idea. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna provide value to the community before I before I enter it with my own project. And by providing value, I was like. You know, I'm gonna do guys, so I was like, I'm gonna buy a board ape. And just because I know what to do with the IP, since they grant you the IP rights, I was like, I'm going to open a restaurant concept utilizing the board ape IP. And a lot of my friends were confused what I was talking about. Um, but they trusted my, they trusted the vision and they let me they let me move forward with it. So the process of learning how to buy an NFT in that moment was really tough because I had I'd never bought one before. And it took me about three months to actually land that board ape that we have uh, that we have now for the restaurant. Uh, just going through the process of seeing the floor pricing increase and, and and transferring money and waiting for it to clear, it was a, it was a, a crazy uh, journey. Oh, that's an incredible story, Andy. So the very first NFT you onboarded into NFTs with a board ape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, that was uh, that was um, the goal. But a lot, in, in between it, a lot of things happened. You know, I had to buy different NFTs to watch the floor move at the same time and learn it because I, as I was putting money in, the floor price kept increasing and I was like, oh my God, I don't have enough. I got to go put more money in, so it, it was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and then with the fluctuations of ETH and yeah, I hear it, I hear it. And I won't even ask how much gas he paid for, you know, to settle the transaction. That's, uh, yeah. That <laughs> So impressive. So um, you have board ape number. Which, which one do you have? Six one eight four six eight one four. I got. I got to look at that again. I get confused with there's like we have. Uh, I have like four of them. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. You have four. Eight, 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 
uh, three three mutants and one ape. Uh, originally had four mutants, but one got stolen. Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, like a wallet hack or something? Yeah, wallet hack. You know, learned we learned the uh, I learned the hard way, and uh, it was a great, it was a good lesson for me to build build up security and educate myself following that. But you know, everything happens for a reason, and I'm still here, still still uh, smiling and thriving through. Oh goodness, yeah, well, that's a that's a healthy perspective, but um. I, you know, apropos of nothing, but, um, you know, I guess the UK just passed that law at the beginning of this month about NFTs being uh, legal property. And I guess it was it was because that woman, one of the ladies from Boss Beauties, her wallet got hacked and uh, one of her NFTs were stolen. So she she took the case. So I don't know what they're going to do in the US, but if they maybe if they follow suit you might be able to have some kind of legal recourse in terms of tracking you know who where where it landed um you know who knows maybe it's not the end of the story for you in terms of losing that ape <laughs> yeah oh okay so let's jump to your to your restaurant all right so you're really well versed in brand building storytelling uh building a narrative community building um you've already got uh, 27 locations of a really fabulous ice cream brand behind you, plus the Las Vegas location, which is no small feat. I, I, I know that. And now you've got an ape. And so is this, re was is Bored and Hungry your first uh, jaunt into being a restaurateur and conceptually because, you know, conceptually focused around owning an ape or, or how did that, how did that happen? How, how did your vision come about? Uh, well, I, I had a big, under, a great understanding of utilizing IP already, right? Because I've done, I have a Hello Kitty, I do the Hello Kitty Cafe. I have a license for that Hello Kitty Cafe in Las Vegas right now. Oh. Um, and I work with a lot of brands, and I just really have, you know, my team and I have an amazing understanding of how to utilize IP and, and, and make it a brand experience. And, you know, Disneyland just happens to be in the, my backyard of where I live, so I, I, I've been studying, you know, like uh, brand attractions for years, and, and and the way things, you know, um, look and feel, and I try to apply that to this board and hungry concept. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I saw some of the I saw some of the pictures that you put on your Instagram account, uh, the re the real board and hungry. You, like you've even kind of like the French fry holders. Like, like what's on your menu, and how do you convey this this branding to people? Like, if I were gonna, you know, s you know, stop by, what what would I find? Yeah, so, so the, the, the menu is very simplified. We did a smash burger type of concept. So we only have a very limited menu of burger, fries, and a drink. Um, and we also have a vegan version of it, which we call the meat, the meat side of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's, you know, the packaging is, you know, I think the reason why we chose burgers and fries is that to the mass uh, consumer, they would understand burgers and fries you know, the most. It's just easy to digest. And um, we could uh, we were able to do a vegan version and a regular version of it, so you know kept it uh, mass appeal. And our, a thing about us is we're 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 about mass adoption into the Web three community. Right, we want people to come and learn, and, and we don't want things that are are too left field where people wouldn't understand it. And we think burgers was a, the perfect gateway for it. And also the brand packaging, right? The brand pack, the, the way the the logos and the characters fit on the packaging is just. You know, I, I have three points of uh, marketing from. Uh, burger box to fry box and a drink cup oh yeah yeah i see i see yeah that's a yeah that's a home run um it, so okay so that's great so you kind of want to be a friendly space for people to maybe on 
get a burger and maybe onboard into Web3 or at least get kind of an introduction. And I find it significant that, you know, well, obviously, I mean, anybody anybody that gets paid a visit by Gary Vee, that's, you know, that's a, that's a, that's big time. Um, but also, too, I find it significant because I know he is, I believe, the first person to open up an NFT-gated restaurant. Are you guys, um, is he, was he part of your strategy or did he just kind of stop by because he was in the neighborhood? And are you doing something NFT-gated or? So Gary Vee actually hasn't opened up Fly Fish yet. So he, he launched the NFT project and he sold the NFTs, but the restaurant is actually isn't open until uh, next year. Oh. Um, and we actually met him because uh, I'm, I, I have a relationship with one of his partners in his other projects and that was my introduction to him. So, you know, got to ask him some questions about what he's doing. You know, he asked us questions about the restaurant. And uh, yeah, we're, you know, we are very, I was very inspired by his project and what he did. And, um, you know, it, that's where it leads into Food Fighters Universe, which is a bigger, the bigger picture project of what we're working on and how this shifts and changes in the restaurant industry. Okay, all right. Well, that's a that's a great that's a great segue. Um, let let's let's jump into that. But first, I just kind of want to clarify. So, if I I don't have to have a board ape on my in my wallet in order to come in and and get a hamburger at, at Board and Hungry, right? No, Board and Hungry is open to the mass mass public. You can pay open to everyone. You can pay with credit cards. You can also pay with Ethereum and uh, ApeCoin. Um, we do have special promotions if you are an ape holder, which we're, work, we're reworking that right now. But on the grand opening day, if you were a holder, uh, we verified it through our token game system. And if you had a port ape, you would get a free combo. And if you were a mutant ape holder, you'd get a free burger. Okay. All right. Okay. Interesting. All right. Great. All right. Great. Yeah. So Food Fighters University, you seem to be doing a lot with that. You seem to be doing a lot all around. I don't know how. Uh, and you said you're a dad too. So it sounds like you're able to wear many hats. Very admirable. Find this and more episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and also on iTunes. You're listening to Season 8 of Local Good Food and Wine with host and producer Paige Donner. Yeah, so what's what's Food Fighters University about, Andy? Uh, Food Fighters University is an NFT-backed restaurant group. So that is uh, what we, we go by. Uh, my goal and intention of, of doing that was I really wanted to I felt like with our NFT project, we could save the restaurant industry, give people a different outlook on ways to fix the problems that are in the current space. And in web, for Web3, I felt that it could show people what you could really utilize with the utility and bring a lot of the IRL together with the URL, which a lot of people you know that's a topic that continues to, to, to um, be in the forefront. Okay. All right. So yeah. So you're using so, just um, for 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 some of our listeners, IRL is in real life, and URL. Well, we most of us know what a URL is. It's those things in our in our browsers where we find our website. And I, I imagine I I mean I'm wondering now as you're as you're talking, I'm wondering if um, you know did this did this whole time I mean you know. Obviously, the last couple of years have impacted all of us in all different kinds of ways, but I know that the restaurant industry was hit, hit one of the hardest. So, when you're talking about like 
how to kind of fix the restaurant industry. Can you can you pinpoint a little bit like some of the problems that you see and and what are what specifically are some of the fixes that you feel um, an NFT model can can bring to the the equation? Yeah, I think you know, obviously a lot of people are you know you've seen a lot of people sell NFTs as a capital raise for their projects, and you know I've always been not I've always not liked the idea of capital raising through the big crazy corporate investors because there's a thing. I feel like it holds you from being creative and, and really accomplishing the true goal of what you wanted to do. And through NFTs, you know, you are cap you are raising capital, um, but it's, you know, the value of your NFT that drives that changes the holder's life. But on the side of the project, you know, we're able to create new restaurant concepts that are innovative and forward thinking and we're also able to pay our staff higher wages. Uh, we would be able to control a lot of the cost better. We would be able to purchase better real estate to put our um, concepts in better locations. Um, and all this would, you know, provide a better brand culture, right? Because you're, you're, if everything's healthier, people are, you know, smiling, you're getting better service. And that, that, I think to me that accomplishes a lot of things that are currently going on and that's completely, the complete opposite. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, one of the um, podcasts that I've listened to forever, even since I lived in L.A., was um, is uh, Good Food, you know, on KCRW. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it. Um, and one of the, you know, during the pandemic, I, you know, sh the host had on, uh, you know, a number of restaurateurs talking about, you know, how painful it was for them to have to close down and let go of their staff. So I wonder if part of your vision is to see NFTs as a way for the people who did get impacted in negative ways to maybe see their way through or out of what has, what has been a tough situation? Absolutely. I think if they're open-minded and they're willing to utilize the technology, then it, it could work for them, like utilizing um, blockchain technology for the response. Because I think a lot of people that were affected were haven't adopted to what's currently going on, right? Utilizing social media, um, the internet, so marketing things, the, you know, uh, in-app deliveries, like they weren't utilizing that. They got crushed through the pandemic. And, and if they were, if they were open-minded, like they might have a different outcome now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, Andy, I'm curious if you, if, um, like what about the artistic side of things so you're tapping into you know board apes which has now become you know fabulously famous and um and also so many famous people you know everywhere everyone from jimmy fallon to madonna to i i don't know who else but like everybody who's anybody as they say in hollywood owns an ape um and there were only ever ten thousand minted right so, so, what about what about the create the like the creative side? Like you said, you came from sort of a merchandising kind of a or um, a wearables type of a background. How do you see? Can you see? What are your plans to to kind of further those avenues? Yeah, I, I you know I'm still I'm still a creative. In the creative culture, at the end of the day, right? That was that's what I'm known for, and how I've been able to disrupt 
the apparel and the food industry in my past businesses. Uh, creative was always key to what I do. So art, the art piece and piece to the Food Fighters project is going to be very important, right? It, a lot of it ties to nostalgic feels that you see the character wise. Like it's like a, it looks the lines are very clean. Looks like simple drawn items, uh, characters. Begin uh, because I really wanted to build characters that. Like my kids could draw on a napkin, right? Because I always wanted that that feel. Like if I was a kid, I could you know redraw Mickey Mouse on a napkin because it's so simple and just draws me to that character. And that's what we wanted to portray with uh, our Food Fighters characters. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, all right. Can we dive a little bit deeper into into Food Fighters Un University? It's called Food Fighters University, right? Uh, Food Fighters University. Universe, universe. Okay, sorry, sorry. I was. Sorry, my dyslexia kicked in there for a second. I'm sorry. Food Fighters Universe. So, all right. So now, are these going to be? Uh, are these characters? So these are characters that you've you've created. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So tell me a little about your characters. Uh, we have different characters. You know, a lot of it is comfort food um, that we're working around, and trying to work with food from different regions. We. Our main character is the pizza. Uh, we have a coffee one. We have a sushi one that we've introduced. An ice cream cone. It's um, a lot of fun, uh, fun food characters that we have, and they're all in costumes. And uh, the reason of that theme is that you know we kind of see ourselves in these characters because they're so silly, uh, just like uh, me and the guys. Um, and we just want it to be relatable and fun. A really light artist because I think some people take the art side way too seriously and it takes the fun out of the entire project and we still, you know, as as serious our, as our utility side is, we still want to be fun in our personality and showcase that to our own. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So your audience is definitely like all ages then? Of course, yeah, we, yeah we, you, you look at the characters, it looks, it's very family friendly. Um, yeah, oh, how fun, how fun. How old are your kids, may I ask? Uh, my kids are, my daughters are three years old and the second one is uh, eight months old. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Wonderful. <laughs> Great. Okay. I see. So you're, yeah, so you're putting the fun into, you know, into all kinds of things. So it's, it's fascinating to see, Andy, what you're doing and how you're doing it here in Paris. There have been, um, there are, as you probably very well know, there are some brands that are, you know, have really taken off, like, you know, Artifact is from here and they got bought by Nike not too long ago. But with the food culture that's here, I would have thought there, there would have been more explorations into NFTs, but there, there have been some, but we don't have an NFT restaurant yet. And so I'm kind of, that, that's why I find this, I find what you're doing to be so fascinating. Yeah. And any thoughts, any thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, with our project, we are, you know, Food Fighters University is a global project. So you know, the restaurants that we do open within the Food Fighters universe, it won't just be out here in, in, in the States. It could be it could be in Paris, it could be in Brazil, it could be in Australia. Um, with that, you know, with that being said, we're trying to let the community vote on where we go and which concepts go where. Um, so, you know, we'll be developing a lot of different projects and letting the community decide which ones uh, we green light and green light. Okay, so are you structuring something like a like a DAO? Yeah, sim similar. It's like a gov you know, it's like we're, we're it's like a go governance of, of 
we're putting it. We're putting a lot of the information out there, and they're going to decide from there. Uh, or you know, I, I, within our project that we're doing, uh, it's similar to what we do at Board Hungry. We let the community vote on the color of the buildings and and how things look. So it's, it's a very similar process to what we're doing. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. And then, so then the the buy-in would be buying a Food Fighters Universe NFT. That would be the buy-in to get into the community. Yes, that is correct. And that'll be you all know, with the utility. There will be you know holders will get free meals every month. They would get access to our food and music festival just because of the, the people that we have on board are very uh, talented people in, in the Web two industry. And we have some secret restaurants, hidden, hidden speakeasies that we're working on right now. And we'll see where things go. And we're also able to offer, offer what is it called? Opportunity for chefs that never had their own restaurant, right? They're, they're able to partner with us and have their own spots to, to have something for themselves. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. Right on. Right on. Well, I, I want to be my, I want to be your, Paris point of contact, please. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny, Andy. I, I, I mean, I say that tongue in cheek, but I remember when I first um, got here or got back here, I, I lived here before as well, but in the two, like 2010, 11, 12, it was right at the um, start of the big food truck craze and uh, here in Paris. And it was actually pioneered by a young woman from Los Angeles who had sort of taken a close look at what, remember Koji? Do you remember? Yeah, I know Koji Chuck, yes, very well. With yeah, yes, yes, my choice. Oh, is he, is he a friend of yours? Uh, I know, we, we have mutual friends. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, so, because I, I remember he, he, I mean, his food truck really took off in LA. I, I, I remember those days. And then I came here to Paris, and so that it followed about two or three years later here, and it became a huge, huge thing. I mean, and hamburgers were actually the most popular, um, and this young woman ended up doing, you know, easily a million dollars a year, you know, out of her, you know, I think it became three or four or five food trucks in the end. Um, but this kind of, what you're doing kind of it makes me feel it's not, similar in concept but it feels similar in energy you know what i mean yeah i think it's a, it's a different rush it's a, it's a new you know it's a new day age now and we you know i think you know, we on our, my side we like to build brand experience in a physical space um but now we're just adding you know we're adding utilizing the technology that we're learning from web3 and applying it to it so i think it's going to set off another a new fire yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I know we're coming r right at time, but I, can I just tuck in one one last question? Do are you um, do you already have did did you already have a community that you tapped into, or are you building a new community around these new concepts? Um, I, I have I have I already have a community within my um, within my spaces already, but I really haven't even shared a lot of information through my community, you know, I've been working within the Web3 community so far, uh, but I will start, you know, getting ready to actually start sharing a lot of the Food Fighters information to, to my current community. Interesting. No, oh, that's so fascinating. That's so fascinating. Uh, can I um, ask if you have any, you know, final thoughts? I'd love to hear anything you have to say about Web3, onboarding into NFTs, uh, 
what's the best uh what's your favorite hamburger at, at or or ice cream flavor <laughs> yeah of course um uh, i guess final word to you know the nft space is endless possibilities i think it's still so divided that people don't understand it yet but i think once people really understand what possibilities there are in this in this world that they will be more open-minded to hopping in uh, the reason why i say that is because changed my life so much in a short amount of time and I hope that I'm utilizing what I'm learning and my projects to open people's eyes and hoping, I'm hoping, hoping it's going to change others' lives as well. And uh, my favorite burger is our board OG burger, a uh, very simplified burger, just burger patty, potato bun, some diced onion, sauce, and cheese. So that's my favorite burger. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, you're so inspirational, and I want to thank you so much again for taking time out of your super busy day to to talk to me here at Local Good Food and Wine Podcast. <laughs> Glad to be on here. Appreciate you, and I uh, hope I can hop over to Paris soon. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll show you and your family all the top spots. <laughs> right on. Okay. Hey, have a great day. Thanks so much. Or here, I'll, here I'll, I can, I'll just wave goodbye. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you. Yeah, great meeting you. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us once again for another tasty local good food and wine podcast. We love hearing from you, so please reach out with comments, likes, subscribes, and yes, even story suggestions. A big shout out and thank you to everyone who helps make this show possible, especially you, the audience. We hope to see you again very soon. Local Good Food and Wine streams on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Show notes can always be found on localfood.wine and also on Twitter at localfoodwine and on Instagram at pagefoodwine.